from the Lakeside Newsroom of the Henrico Citizen, your hometown news source since 2001. This is the Henrico News Minute with publisher Tom Lapis. The death toll continues to climb at a Henrico nursing home, and Henrico supervisors are preparing a new look budget. We'll have details on those stories and more in today's Henrico News Minute for Monday, April 13th, 2020. It's brought to you today by the Verina Ruritan Club. And now for the news. It was a busy Easter Sunday for Virginia Governor Ralph Northam, who is proposing to shuffle his financial plan in an attempt to help small businesses, nursing homes, and Virginia workers hit hard by the COVID-19 outbreak. Northam announced last night that he'll seek to establish the COVID-19 relief fund for the first two of those groups and fund it with an estimated $150 million in revenue from a new tax he's proposing on electronic skill games that are popular in a number of state restaurants. Now, the General Assembly had voted to ban those games effective July 1st, but Northam's plan would allow them to stay in place for one more year through June 30th, 2021. Restaurants had complained that the potential loss of the games would hurt their overall revenues, and with restaurants now reduced to takeout or delivery options only, eliminating the games would have been another blow for many once they're allowed to invite customers back inside. Northam's proposal would enact a 35% tax on the revenues those games produce after prize money is deducted. Northam also last night proposed to delay implementation of the state's new higher minimum wage of $9 an hour, up from $7.25 an hour, from January 1st until May 1st in light of the virus. He already had announced a hiring freeze for state government and the suspension of $2 billion in proposed new spending to counteract the impact of the outbreak. The General Assembly will reconvene in Richmond April 22nd to consider the proposals and other proposed amendments to the state's two-year $135 billion budget, which the General Assembly approved March 12th. Northam also last night proposed the authorization of a work-sharing program in Virginia that would allow employers to keep employees on staff but reduce their hours. Typically, work-sharing programs involve two people splitting a job that one normally would handle, with the idea being that both employees will stay employed while also remaining eligible to collect a reduced amount of unemployment benefits. Northam's proposal comes in response to the Federal CARES Act stimulus package, which offers incentives for states that implement work-sharing programs. A big jump this morning in the number of confirmed COVID-19 cases in Virginia, according to the Virginia Department of Health. That number jumped by almost 500 from yesterday. The state announced the results of about 1,400 new tests this morning at 9, and 473 of them were positive. That's 33%. Henrico is now up to 397 cases, a jump of about 50 since Friday, and it ranks third in the state behind Fairfax County and Prince William County. Overall, now in the state of Virginia, more than 41,000 people have been tested and 5,747 have returned positive. That's about 14 percent. 903 are now hospitalized and 149 people have died. Henrico Schools officials announced this morning that there will be no food pickup today because of the weather. Meal distribution at 14 locations in the county will resume tomorrow from 11 a.m. to noon. 
high winds this morning knocked power lines down across I-64 East in Henrico County, one mile east of Broad Street at mile marker 179. The interstate is closed in that direction as crews address the lines. The on-ramp from Broad Street is also blocked. VDOT is advising that drivers should expect delays and use alternate routes until further notice. A road rage incident in the county's east end Saturday night led to shots being fired. A car with two people inside was fired at twice near the 2200 block of Brandonview Avenue. That's off Darbytown Road near Williamsburg Road. Neither passenger nor driver was hit and no one was injured. There was minor damage to the car. No word on suspects or a description. The medical director of the Canterbury Rehabilitation and Healthcare Center, where 42 people now have died from the COVID-19 virus, told reporters on Friday that he believes his facility is, quote, the experts in treating COVID-positive patients now, end quote. Medical director Jim Wright said that being an expert in an incurable disease doesn't mean you can cure it, however. Canterbury has reported a total of more than 120 infections among its residents and 25 additional staff members also have tested positive, but Wright said Friday that all of them have recovered. He described that as a positive, saying that since the assumption is people can't contract the virus twice, those staffers now can work with COVID-positive patients without fear. The facility this week will participate in a new test that may be able to identify people who have developed immunity. While acknowledging Friday that the center is likely to witness more deaths, Wright also said that the atmosphere now is one of hope and that residents see the end of the process nearing. Henrico Health Director Danny Avila had praise for the way Canterbury has handled the outbreak, saying that they have been in touch with county health officials from the date that the first patient tested positive. That was a different tone than the one struck April 2nd by Henrico County Manager John Vitolkis, who said he was frustrated initially by the fact that Canterbury officials did not respond to a visit from Henrico staff members and emergency personnel offering help after the facility's first positive case of the virus became known. Vitolkis did say the tone changed quickly in the following days. On Friday, Wright said he felt the whole situation was a misunderstanding, saying that the center was so overwhelmed with its own response and working with the health department that it simply didn't have time to accommodate the county's general government request. Earlier this month, Avila said that Canterbury and a handful of other senior communities in the region had voluntarily decided not to allow any of their employees to work at multiple senior care facilities for fear of spreading the virus, but Friday Wright seemed to indicate that that's not the case at Canterbury, saying, quote, we were working and continue to work with a number of staff that circulate between buildings, end quote. You can read more from Friday's press conference at HenricoCitizen.com by clicking on the COVID-19 section. Henrico's Board of Supervisors is expected tomorrow to receive details about a revised budget proposal that would cover the first three months of the new fiscal year, which begins July 1st. Supervisors were two days into their annual budget review last month when it became apparent that the pandemic was going to significantly alter the county's plans. 
and necessitate changes to the proposed $1.4 billion budget. Given the economic uncertainty, officials later decided that they would propose the budget in three-month increments rather than on a full-year basis, as typically is the case. The board will hold a 6 p.m. public hearing about the new budget tomorrow night at the Western Government Center. Well, we'd like to thank you for listening to the Henrico News Minute. If you are finding it valuable, we invite you to share the link with someone else who might feel the same way. And also remember to check HenricoCitizen.com daily as we are updating our website every day for you. We also have a daily email news update. You can sign up for that on our website. And be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Henrico Citizen and like us on Facebook. And as a reminder, every time you contribute at least $15 to our local journalism efforts, we will donate at least a week of advertising space to the nonprofit of your choice. You can learn more at HenricoCitizen.com backslash contribute. Today's Henrico News Minute has been brought to you by the Verina Ruritan Club. The Verina Ruritan Club has been continually serving the community for more than 75 years, and it's now accepting new members. Call President Buddy Whitlow at 804-651-6209 for details.